Welcome to the Operatic Pastcast, a presentation and preservation of operatic memories and impressions, produced by Donald Cullop. Episode 114. On May 15, 1986, the BBC produced an episode in their series called Singer's Choice about German tenor Fritz Wunderlich. The listener will hear biographical details interspersed with arias and songs from Die Zauberflöte, Die Rosa von Stanbul, Eugene Onegin, a song by Robert Stolz, An die Laute of Schubert, Schumann's Aus Alten Märchen, and Haydn's creation. Voice of Fritz Wunderlich, the German tenor whose blazing talent and meteoric career came to a tragic end shortly before his 36th birthday. Since his death, no one has come remotely near taking his place. He was that rare animal, the singer who has everything. A voice of arresting beauty, a musicianship which was as instinctive as breathing the air around him, an infectiously engaging personality and an infinite capacity for hard work. In the ten short years of Wunderlich's career, he established himself in particular as the outstanding Mozart tenor of his generation. The music we've just heard was the opening of Tamino's aria from the first act of The Magic Flute, and I'd like to play you another extract from the same role. The young prince is searching for his lost love, Pamina. He's just been told that at least she's still alive. And after an outburst of gratitude for the good news, Tamino takes up his flute, hoping that it may exercise its magic. Before long, it strikes a response from the pipes of Papageno, who's assisting in the search. And Tamino, bursting with optimism, dashes off to join him. Zu eurer Ehre mit jedem Tone meinen Dank zu schildern, wie er hier. 
Fritz Wunderlich as Tamino in Mozart's Magic Flute, and what an exemplary performance it is. Wunderlich has all the ease and elegance that you need for Mozart, but he has the passion and the ardour too. His Tamino is a virile young hero, not just a well-trained young tenor. Wunderlich's own childhood had been anything but princely. He was born in 1930 in the little German town of Kusel. Both his parents were professional musicians, but his father died when he was very small and life was hard. As a 12-year-old, he was already supplementing the family finances by playing the trumpet and the accordion in local dance bands, and a few years later he started singing in them too. After he'd become the greatest lyric tenor in Germany, he retained to a delightful degree what one might call the common touch when singing the lighter end of his repertoire. His humanity and humour, combined with his prodigious technical and artistic skill, made him an irresistible singer of Viennese operetta. There was one operetta role which he particularly loved broadcasting and recording, though he never performed it on stage, and that was Ahmed Bey in Leo Fall's Die Rose von Stambul, The Rose of Istanbul. Here's Ahmed in that particular frame of mind known as The Mood for Love but it's not much use to him, as his girlfriend isn't around. Schade, he comments, what a shame, because who knows when the mood will return. Jetzt wär ich so in der Gewissen, der zärtlichen Stimmung der Süßen. Jetzt könnt ich beim Kosen, beim Küssen, beim Wein ein ganz verfliegster Kerl sein. Und sie ist nicht da, und da hat's keinen Sinn. Und wer weiß, wann ich wieder so aufgelegt bin. Schade, schade, wer weiß, wann ich Uns ist nicht bei mir, ich bin heute so schrecklich verliebt. Ich sagte so gern heute, du Süße zu ihr und was es nur Zärtliches gibt. Ich möchte sie küssen, so heiß ich nur kann, so wie es ihr niemals geschah. Könnt sie wohl nimmer mehr Nein sagen kann. Was nützt das? Sie ist ja nicht da. Was nützt das? Sie ist ja nicht da. Heute wär ich so in der Gewissen, der zärtlichen Stimmung. 
dich beim Küssen, beim Kosen, beim Wein ein ganz verfliegster Kerl sein. Und sie ist nicht da und da hat's keinen Sinn. Und wer weiß, wann ich wieder so aufgelegt bin. Schade, schade, wer weiß, wann ich wieder so Fritz Wunderlich singing and whistling the wistful lover in Leo Fall's operetta Die Rose von Stambul. With most performers, one talks about their interpretation of the music. Wunderlich's response to whatever he sang was so instinctive, so natural, that I never think of that word in connection with him. It seems somehow too premeditated. We've heard the ardent resolution of his Tamino and the humorous shoulder-shrugging of his Ahmed Bey. Let's turn now to Wunderlich as Lenski, the doomed poet in Tchaikovsky's Eugene Onyekin. About to face death in a pointless duel, Lenski laments the sudden evaporation of the carefree joys of youth. Without any sobs or sighs to labour the point, Wunderlich's voice simply loses its smile and despite the German translation, becomes the perfect instrument for Russian tragedy and heartache. Ich habe 
Fritz Wunderlich bidding happiness farewell in Tchaikovsky's Eugene Onegin. Despite being a man of mighty enthusiasms, an all-or-nothing man, Wunderlich, when it came to his own career, showed uncharacteristic restraint and paced himself very carefully. A singer, he used to say, should go easy until he's 35 because vocal cords aren't fists. When he died, ironically at exactly 35, he was poised to move into the slightly heavier repertoire. Various Italian roles were beckoning, and so was Walter von Stolzing in Wagner's Meistersinger at Bayreuth. After four years of careful development in the Stuttgart opera, Wunderlich presented his international visiting card with a resplendent performance in Richard Strauss's unfamiliar opera Die Schweigsame Frau at the Salzburg Festival of 1959. Thereafter, his regular contracts were in Munich and Vienna, while the leading opera houses of the world began to take their places in the queue. Once arrived in Vienna, Wunderlich naturally embraced the little Wiener leader as readily as the operas of Mozart and Richard Strauss. Here he is with a Robert Stolz number, a song in praise of that echt Viennese institution, the Heuriger, where the wine flows, the music plays, and all hearts feel, here we are again, in the mood for love. In Wien gibt's Gassen mit Häuschen verträumt und allein. A hängt raus und vom Fassal fließt goldgelb a würziger Wein. In Wien gibt's manch winziges Platz.
gibt's manche winziges Platz, wo soll ich der Musimann lauscht? Und küsst man, gebrummt sein Schatz. Dann wird man schon Fritz Wunderlich with Robert Stolz's heuriger song In Wien gibt's manch winziges Gassadl. On the subject of singing the German classical songs, it was a maxim of Wunderlich's that the singer should concentrate on what the composer wants to express because the composer has already interpreted the poem. But I have to say that Wunderlich did pretty well by the poet too because another of his priceless virtues was his immaculate clarity of diction. Every consonant in that particularly consonant-laden language is there, and yet the vocal line flows unimpeded. Here he is with one of Schubert's most spontaneous little masterpieces, Andy Lauter to the lute. Let's keep our serenade nice and quiet, little lute. We're aiming it at my beloved, and we don't want to waste it on her neighbours. Fritz Wunderlich, accompanied by Hubert Giesen with Schubert's Andi Lauter. It was Giesen who was Wunderlich's mentor in the art of leader singing, and in his memoirs he recalls a typical incident at their first encounter. Wunderlich sang him some of Schumann's Dichterliebe songs and asked him what he thought of his performance. Giesen, somewhat hesitantly, because Wunderlich was already a famous man, replied, quite honestly, not much. 
There you are, said Wunderlich, beaming as if he'd been paid the world's greatest compliment, exactly what I thought too. And together they worked Wunderlich's performance of Dichterliebe into something which couldn't be so easily dismissed. Fritz Wunderlich and Hubert Giesen with Schumann's Aus Alten Märchen. In September 1966, with brutal unexpectedness, we heard the news that Fritz Wunderlich had tripped on a staircase, cracked the back of his head and died of his injuries. His last recording, Haydn's Creation, with the Berlin Philharmonic Orchestra under Herbert von Karajan, was not quite completed. Thank heaven, the splendid aria describing the creation of man and woman was. And if Wunderlich had never recorded anything else, this alone would have explained why the great baritone Dietrich Fischer-Dieskau saw fit to describe Fritz Wunderlich as having been in a class of his own.
The voice of Fritz Wunderlich. You've been listening to another Singer's Choice presented by Nigel Douglas. Thank you for listening to the Operatic Pastcast. Visit the website at operaticpastcast.com. This is your producer, Donald Cullop. <laughs>